Welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. This is the podcast about being queer and tabletop role-playing. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Liz, and joining me as always... Oh, hi, this is Cassie. And hello, this is Fran. Sorry, I took that 30 seconds. I tuned out for just a second. It happens. Sorry. <laughs> it's, you know, it's been a day, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> it has been a day. That is 100% true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know what's really weird? Hmm. Going to Ikea in the apocalypse. I bet. Yeah. Like, we placed our order, and they're doing, a, like, a drive through Ikea. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, they won't give you drive through meatballs. Oh, No! No, yeah. I can understand that. Oh. I can understand I that. know, but, you know, when you can't get these Swedish meatballs, what is the point? What is the point? Well, the point is that I'm actually getting a desk and a computer of my own. Mm. Woohoo! Yeah, that is awesome. That's not bad. Yep. Um, and eventually we're getting a couch. Mm. Nice! Yeah. So we're, we're redoing the base. So, folks, welcome to the interior decorating cast. <laughs> um, specifically about my basement slash family room slash office. Um, yeah, we're kind of turning the basement into a family room. Mm. Um, so, like, the computers will be down there. We're going to have a couch and the TV, or an ATV, mm-hmm. uh, Legos and RPG stuff. Kind of like a nerd cave. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to set up, uh, finally, after seven years in this house... Finally set up my home office soon. <laughs> so That's I fair. Think, I mean, this yeah. has taken just 12 years. <laughs> but I think it's only because of me that's happening. Oh. So. You're that's right. Because she loves you. She does. Because, because you made it worthwhile. I did. There you go. Um, what else are we doing? Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to put it in the bathroom, too. Oh, mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna That's do that a big time. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so. So yeah. Okay. Uh, how 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 uh, how are you doing, Fran? Uh, doing okay. Um, <clears throat> spent most of the day definitely not actually writing on uh, a project that my wife is working on, but <clears throat> helping her uh, with some wording and helping her to come up with. Uh, Interesting and icky and grisly descriptions for a module that she's working on. Is it is this by any chance a module in which I I have playtested? <laughs> it might perhaps, in fact, be. Oh well, if it is a module in which I have playtested, then I appreciate your your uh, work helping her because it is an excellent module, mm-hmm. uh, even without the grisly and um, frightening. Uh, language. And it'll so be available I... soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, I have done nothing. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, and um, you should be allowed to do nothing. Yeah. Just amounts of nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk a little bit in the what are we doing to keep ourselves sane <laughs> about some of the things I've done, but um, but yeah, 
I, I, I don't I don't have anything. I, I did play D and D for like seven hours yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, um, right. well, no, okay, wait a minute. Okay, so we started. <clears throat> actually, it was we, we the we 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 started at one, which means we actually started playing around one forty, one thirty, one forty. There was a lot of um, uh, one of the players and Fran will know who uh, mm-hmm. trying to rules lawyer him, himself and being able to use. A um a cloak of protection, even though he was a halfling and it was sized uh, for humans, uh-huh. it did not work. Um, <laughs> and then and then yeah, actually we finished up. We had a um a forty forty to forty five minute dinner break. Um, but we finished mm-hmm. up around nine and then hung out for about twenty more minutes. So yeah, I guess one to nine. I guess it was close closer to about eight, uh, seven and a half eight hours. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was, do not know how you do that. <laughs> it was well. First of all, how we do it is we're just on Skype and we're hanging out, mm-hmm. um, and and we're at, I I y- you can you can see by my D and D out of context threads. It is a fun game. <laughs> mm. It so, is a okay. Fun I have a game. question for you then. Yeah. Okay. So okay. what was your what was your game master's ruling? On the cloak, because you're playing. This is no. your first edition game, right? This is first edition. No, mm-hmm. no. Um, there was a lot of back and forth on. Well, if a dwarf can wear it, then why can't I? And and because in first edition, the the two types of halflings are stouts and tall fellows, and mm-hmm. tall fellows are slightly taller than an average halfling, which is what um, the player was. Um, so he was absolutely convinced that. You know, if the dwarf could do it. So we looked in, in the DMG, in the fourth in the first edition DMG, there are actually um, tables for heights and weight um, for various yeah. species. And, um, you know, after going through it, uh, the, the, the DM decided, no, a dwarf couldn't wear it and a halfling couldn't wear it. So, uh-huh. oh well. Um, my character can't wear it because um, I'm not allowed by my class. But um, uh-huh. yes, some no things case. size. Well, I can't wear anything that conveys armor bonuses. Mm. Uh, some things hmm. ca- can resize, like rings and boots. Uh, boots are uh, boots are grandfathered in because we mm. hadn't thought about this and have been trading boots of levitation <laughs> among uh, <laughs> on characters. Um, but, uh, other things do not resize. Like, some armor does, some armor doesn't. Magic armor, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So that, that, that was, in fact, the ruling. And See, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds about that. I know this isn't what we want to talk about, but I actually kind of <laughs> want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so, yep. there is the part of me, so, um, I would say the majority of you uh, listening have never played in a, have never played a game that I've run. I kind of follow the school of if it's reasonable and a player wants to do it, sure. Let's keep the story moving. Oh well, this 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 was a, this was the kind of thing where the player brought it to the DM, anticipating it to fail immediately. And the DM was like, well, let's think about this. And yeah. the player was like, wait, but I have all these arguments. Let us learn <laughs> upon this for a bit. Yes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. It was, it, this wasn't something that affected the game tremendously. Um, 
Oh, this wasn't something that slowed the game down for an hour and a half. No, mm-hmm. I mean, it took it, it took half an hour or so at the beginning of the game, but we were all having a hugely fun time. Um, <laughs> because you don't know our friend Jerry. That's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I have... I have <clears throat> I have Phoenix Wright game rules lawyer. <laughs> I think I have talked to Jerry on your Discord server. I would bet you have, uh, yes. That's, that's possible, yes. Mm-hmm. He um, he actually is yet another one of those sem- semi-famous people, if you are very into uh, certain game- games mm-hmm. that we know, frighteningly. Uh, he was the lead game designer on the Star Wars collectible, the original Star Wars collectible card game. Are you fucking um, kidding me? No. <laughs> Um, he was that he was that, that a huge feature of your childhood, Liz? Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. God. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get your ass out here. Yeah, he, uh, what is with what? what? I, I'm sorry, I'm just it's like <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I have to tell you that a few the other day, Liz was saying said on Twitter, I'm just gonna watch. Um, um, a bunch of uh, Bob's Burgers and a marathon and just relax. And I said, did I ever tell you that Fran and I went to college with Eugene Merman? And she just, I think her head exploded and then slowly got back together. <laughs> I, think my, I, I think the first words out of my mouth were, of course you fucking did. <laughs> I mean, Why not? They're always, it's it's always kind of the randonalia though, too. Like, you know, yeah. we didn't, we didn't, you know, go to college with Chris Evans or something. No, it's fucking oh. Eugene Merman. Honestly, you know? I think I'd be more excited to hang out with Eugene Merman because I like his stand-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you, his stand-up you know that, is. That we went to college. You know that we went to college with Rod Roddenberry, right? As in the son of yeah. Eugene Roddenberry mm-hmm. Jr. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's how we got Majel for our college um, yeah. uh, science fiction convention. I, I, you know, it's funny. I was telling somebody about that, and I've got it all muddled up in my head as to who drove Majel where, but I definitely drove I, Majel. I thought it was Colin. But anyway, that, I, that's... No, that, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I think it was me that drove her and... Um, Were you the one who drove them to the mall? To the mall, yeah, yes. and I think Colin was the one that got him. They got the her in the airport, but yeah. So, Majel gets here, and mm-hmm. Rod is there with his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. he's wearing a pair of his girlfriend's jeans mm-hmm. because they fit him really well, mm-hmm. and because you know they were it's college. Um, and the first thing she says is, "We're gonna get you a new pair of jeans," mm-hmm. and makes Fran drive mm-hmm. her and. And Rod to the local mall. Yeah, she is. Oksana Troy was not acting. Mm-hmm. That's all no. I'm gonna say. No, she's Ma- a big mom force, energy, force of freaking nature. Yeah, um, and like Rod is sitting there like, but mom, you're <laughs> embarrassing me in front of the cool college. Well, not the cool college people, but the college people. Yeah, we, we were far this from is Major Barrett as Major Barrett yeah. Troy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you do not say no. No. You say yes, ma'am. <laughs> Unless you're Odo. Unless you're Odo. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, yes, we went to a college mm-hmm. that had a lot. I mean, 
we missed Lee Schreiber by about two years. Uh, um, he was two years ahead of us, and uh, oh my god, uh, shoot, I can't believe my my brain is blocking on her name. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, oh God. I. I have her name crossed up with uh, with a uh, an author I really like. Um, I gotta look it up. Anyway, we missed. Yeah, we'd have to look it up. She 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 was a few years after us. Mm-hmm. Do you have um? Do you have some connection to Tim Ross? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Why my brain couldn't come up with that. So, I mean, and Bob Dylan's kid mm. went to our college. We missed him by about five years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we happened to be in the right place at the right time. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, anyway, I'm so sorry that we hijacked this episode <laughs> with the famous... We'll get back. I, we'll get back. We'll get back. Oh, okay. Hang on. So I've got a famous... Was, I, I've met some... I've met who? a famous person. Okay. Uh, do you know the band The Flowbots? No, not at all. Oh, well, you should check out The Flowbots. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. But they played at my college, and what? I was since I was student government. Mm. I I was like one of the I was like one of their go one of their gophers. Oh, that's fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we had lots of random we- weird people came through that area too. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, if you want to go really obscure, you've never heard of Think Tree, but you should have. Yeah. Chumbawamba played the college, and what uh, for some yeah. reason? This is well. This is before tub thumping. Well before <laughs> tub thumping. Yeah, um, and our friend Matt was the only person that we know who went. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suzanne Vega played the college like two years, a year, two years before we got there. Um, and then, like, there was, okay, so there's a band called Cordelia's Dad, which are very famous in Europe, but weren't mm-hmm. tremendously famous outside of the uh, area where our college was. Yeah. Brilliant band. And some of the individual people in the band gone on to be fairly famous. But uh, I remember talking with the drummer um, who told me that they opened for Nirvana at the college. Again, this is before Nevermind. Mm. They opened for Nirvana at the college, and Nirvana were tremendous assholes to them. <laughs> like, Kurt Cobain was apparently, before Nevermind, Kurt Cobain was apparently tremendously, like, looking down she? on them because they were a local band, and oh. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty, I, I can kind of story. believe that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was... It, the Pioneer Valley in uh, Massachusetts, in Western Mass, was is a weird place. Mm-hmm. What can I say? It really is. Mm. Uh, so a weird place. Must too. be all the Lovecraft in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is where the uh, the Lovecraft towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Where the Quabbin Reservoir is. Yeah. The reservoir was where we got all our water. <laughs> Speaking of Lovecraft. Speaking mm-hmm. of Lovecraft, I, I got to run uh, some Cthulhu this, this, this Ooh, week. Nice. Oh, yeah. Was it Achtung Cthulhu? It was. So my players, ah, have, yeah. my players have only encountered a little bit of the mythos. Mm-hmm. They know that some Nazis seem to have some weird fucking powers. Uh, because okay. one, of them, one of them hit one of the players with, uh, with a particularly nasty spell. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't know what it is, and they don't know how or why. Uh, but now they are in the catacombs of Rome, like you do. Uh, like you do. Yep. Uh, and uh, none of my players listen, so uh, I know this. Is the <laughs> um, this You're week, rubbing your freaking hands together like, oh yeah. Oh, oh! This week, serpent people. Uh-oh. And it's funny. So, Fran and I were hanging out. I, th- I guess it was Friday. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, we were hanging. We were hanging out Friday, not like in person. We were on. We were in Discord. Yeah. Um, and I was. We were just all sitting there, and I was playing uh, Jurassic Park Evolution. Which, if anyone's ever played that, you really should. It's a lot of fun. Um, or you should play. You should get Star Wars Battlefront Two, mm. the 2005 version. And Which you should, almost runs on modern machines. <laughs> I got it working. I got it working. I know. Yeah. Um, I had to change some aspect ratios and disable Discord, uh, the Discord overlay. <laughs> uh, Liz is, by the way, a highly entertaining person to listen to while she's playing video games. Anyway, I was saying, uh, <laughs> listeners, you should get Battlefront 2 and come play Battlefront 2 with me. Mm. Anyway, so you guys were hanging out, and uh, yeah. what happened? We were, oh yeah, we were hanging out, and uh, I started thinking about raptors, as you do. Mm-hmm. So, my serpent people are going to act less like snakes, more like uh, velociraptors. Uh, Ooh. Mm. I like it. Uh, imagine velociraptors without, with, they're much longer Hmm. And sort of snake-like, with, like, vestigial arms that can oh. sort of move and manipulate things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be... That sounds deeply unsettling. It yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you come around a corner in a catacomb and, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, that's what, that's what I have to look forward to on Thursday. Cool. <laughs> Uh, and I'm prepping to run D6 Star Wars. Yeah! I'm glad. I'm glad I talked you into that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't hard. It was definitely on my list. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that they'll just have a really good time with it because you can just go all out with Star Wars. Well, like the Reup book even has stuff on the the Yuzon Vong. Mm. Well, yeah, I saw that it had stuff in Legend. I haven't read... I've only read, like, the introduction and the very first part, but I saw that it had some Legend stuff. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, they've added, like, stuff further down the road than, you know, when it... when the What was the last version public? Um, what, 97? They're... They're uh, based... They're not... Um, apparently, they're not based on the third edition of the game. They're based on the second hmm. edition. The second edition of the game was... 94? 93? I think? Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I think that's when it was. Um, Trend not, no. So they, yeah, they apparently ignore the, uh, the third edition of the game, which I also know hmm. nothing about. Um, oh, well, they've got it, they've got it on the D6 Holocron, so we might okay. have to compare. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the cool thing, is that I have the second edition book, so even if I don't have re-up right there um i i got the game <laughs> yeah it's all of that mm. yeah it's one of those things, it's deceptively simple 
Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how simple it was. Like I was scratching my head and was like, "How? This can't be. This can't mm-hmm. be it." Yeah. yeah. There has to be all kinds of simulation. No, you just roll d6s and somebody wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's why I. That's why I resisted calling it elegant and kept with the word simple mm-hmm. because it's it. They they didn't even want to make it elegant. They just wanted to make mm-hmm. it absolutely easy to play. Anyone can pick up a d6 or twenty and play. I just love that game. I haven't played it in like. You know what? Twenty five years, and I love something that like that. Yeah. So I decided the adventure. So I'm going to run one of the pre-published adventures. Okay. Mm. To kind of start. Mm. And the one I'm starting with is going to be one called Starfall. Mm. Well, I'm, do, does anyone who's good, does K listen to this podcast? Uh, not no, no, they don't. Okay. No. Uh, K, if you do, if you do listen to this episode. Stop now. <laughs> um, I like it. So, uh, star, so like I picked it. I picked it solely based on the cover of an exploding star destroyer. <laughs> um, so, like, basically, the players get conned into coming on board a star destroyer, and uh, oh, special guest Maya. Uh, they get conned on the computer of a Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer is already damaged. Another Rebel fleet attacks it. And so the Star Destroyer is going to self-destruct in the middle of the Rebel hmm. fleet. Hmm. So you've got to stop it. Hmm. So you decided not to start after Jedi, like you were talking about before. Uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, I decided to start during the Rebellion. Okay. Hmm. I think I'm going to write... So, the way I've decided I'm going to structure it is um, I'm going to follow uh, TV show seasons. Okay. And at least for the first season, it's it's the end days, or it's the height and end days of the Rebellion. Followed by the New okay. Republic. Mm. So, it's just before Jedi. Right. Okay. I think that gives a lot of room for action. That still doesn't necessarily rule out that Luke could have trained someone or there's Jedi mm-hmm. left over. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's a good that's a good space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we um we used to play basically well, we really had no other choice because that was what <laughs> was around. We used to play during the trilogy for the most part. Yeah. Um, in fact, as I recall, we started on good old Tatooine with Docking Bay '94, uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we the, the, well, our our game was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I miss those days. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think um, I, I'm I'm really excited. I don't know what the players are going to run. Hmm. I think, I know Kay, I should be showing Kay the book, I think they want to be a mercenary. Hmm. Well, or no, no, I'm sorry, not a mercenary, bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Close enough, but they like cool. Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're a Mandalorian. Neat. Um, 
That is the way. <laughs> it is. Uh, okay. God, do you remember back in the day when all we knew about Mandalorians was Boba Fett? Uh-huh. I remember back in the day when all we knew about Boba Fett was he was cool in a cartoon, and you and had you to send get away. the action figure. Yeah, you had to send <laughs> away UPC symbols to get the action figure, mm-hmm. the limited edition action. This is everybody's like, why was Boba Fett such a big deal? Um, and uh, you know, if they weren't if they weren't around, um, and hang on one second, sorry. You ought to send the text, uh, and it's because they built him up so much, mm-hmm. and then he was in, and then he was in just enough of Empire to be like, oh yeah, he's a badass, and then Return of the Jedi happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, think- we we thought we we thought something big, you you know, something big was going to happen because. They really, really hyped the hell up. You know, people say uh, I'm going to. Do, I'm going to. Um, I'm, I'm going to. What's the word I'm looking for? That diverge. Yeah. Mm. A little bit. Digress. That's the word I want. <laughs> yep. I'm going to digress just a little bit. So, like Phasma. People think Phasma is Boba. Fett, is like Boba Fett. Mm. I say no. Phasma got to do something cool. That fight with yeah. Finn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was awesome. I, my yep. problem, my problem with Phasma is she was such a wasted character. I mean, Brian Johnson just didn't have, didn't know quite what to do with her because uh, she was just set up. I, I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot that was done wrong, but I think that fight was still awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. Actually, you know what the biggest Boba Fett character there was was um. No, what was her name? Ara Sung? Oh, oh yeah. Ara Singh. Is that her? Ara Singh. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it was, she was going to be a big deal, and she was like in one scene in, in mm-hmm. one in the, one of the prequels, and it was like, yeah. Uh, uh, it's like, and me too. Yeah, yeah, and no, it wasn't even and me too. She was in the, she was like, you saw her in the background, and mm-hmm. then that was it. And yet, before the movie came out, they hyped the hell out of her. So, she, I don't know how... She was yeah. that tall bounty hunter with, like, the red mohawk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the blue skin. Yeah. She's in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, lots of people are in Clone Wars. Darth Maul is in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, parts oh, no. of him are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and in Solo. But that's another mm-hmm. story. Well, no, I think Fred's joke is because he's missing legs. Yes, that's that is true. Yeah, Obi Wan chopped off. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Anyway, so, I, so we have di- we have diverted well into Star Wars rather than role playing, and I apologize <laughs> to our audience if they actually care that we di- that we digress. Oh, I think our audience is okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Audience, yeah. let me know if you're not okay. Yes, yeah. please. Um. But I think um. Oh, what was I going to say? So, Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, Darth Maul has the best lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars. Well, definitely. It's in, it's in Star Wars Rebels. Hmm. Oh, really? Because yes. his, fight, his fight in the first, in, in Phantom Menace, is the highlight of Phantom Menace. Yes. <laughs> so, 
this one is so this this fight between Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul in Rebels, the final showdown between these two. Mm-hmm. It's the most Kurosawa esque I've ever seen Star Wars. Oh man! And I will love it, and I will love it forever. I can understand. It sounds fucking awesome. Well, and, and it helps that it's animated rather than live action. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the no, the voice actors for the 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 I honestly think the voice actors and animators for Rebels do not get enough for, and Clone Wars do not get enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing, the only part of Rebels I saw was the pilot. I didn't. Uh, I didn't wind up seeing any of the rest of it. But I have Disney Plus now, so eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about role-playing games. <laughs> yeah, tabletop, so, tabletop role-playing games. So, um, well, like I said, that's what I've been up to prepping mm. for. Okay. Um, I guess, I tell you what I'm, what, oh, shit. For <laughs> mm. listeners who aren't watching me, uh, I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. <laughs> Again, uh, professionals. Yes. Yeah. So, um, exercise balls don't make great footstools, folks. No. Mm-hmm. No, they do not. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm going to end up hurting myself. Um, uh, yeah. As long as you don't be a backwards lizicorn, we're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, got taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Every everyone was okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what I was going to say. Um, yeah. What we were going to talk about tonight was kind of how to deal with. Um, um, I think it was Fran. How did you put it in our group chat? Um, dealing with imperfect people. Yeah, I think was how I said it. Um, folks who aren't, you know, oh God, you know, shoo them out the door and never talk to them again, but who have definite aspects that, that they need to work on that they're not working on. And sometimes folks who are shoo them out the door, uh, and then they put in some of the work. Um, -hmm. now admittedly we don't, uh. We don't know about about all of the detail. Okay, should should mm-hmm. okay, fine. Um, so the other day, <laughs> on a podcast, um, someone who works at Watsi just offhandedly announced that Mike Merles had actually been working part time on the uh, the D- Dungeons and Dragons uh, team uh, as well as working on the video game team, which we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons team, which he had supposedly been removed from, and now he's back full time. Um, mm-hmm. One of our first episodes was about uh, the Zack Sabbath mm-hmm. revelations, which were a revelation to me, but was were, were an open secret in uh, developer circles, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Merle's doing more than covering for Zack. Um, and at that point, 
when that all hit the fan, we waited for Watsy for a long time to make an announcement because all Mike did said was, oh, you know, oh, uh, this happened instead of saying, you know, mm-hmm. I did all of these terrible things. And when when the announcement came, it was uh, Mike Merles will no longer be working on the Dungeons and Dragons uh, TTRPG, which mm-hmm. now turns out to have been a lie. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been pissed about this, that he's back. Um, however, Fran found a um, tweet thread from one of Zach's, I guess you want to call them victims. I mean, I hate to mm-hmm. use that word. One of the people Zach um, fucked over. How about yes, that? There we go. Um, and basically, that person said that Mike had put in some of the work with them and one other person. Now, that doesn't mean that Mike's put in the work with a lot with everybody else. And by putting in the work, I meant I mean reached out and talked to them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and apologized, which does not exonerate him. Mm. But um, but the per- the person did say that that the idea of simply firing Mike, which is something that a lot of us, myself included, have called for, uh, isn't really anything more than a panacea, um, a feel-good fix, a feel-good non-fix to the problem of um, toxicity in role-playing. And that that is absolutely true. Is that an okay summary? That would be a great summary. I think that's pretty good, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, and I refer people back to, I don't remember what episode it was, it was in our first, within our first ten episodes, um, mm-hmm. I think, where we talked a lot about, about the original situation. Yeah, I, I really don't want to rehash the original one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back ass is a shit bag, Google them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Huh. But anyway, so, we're gonna take this specific... And move it into more of a general uh, kind of conversation um, that I believe Fran wanted to uh, take point on. Uh, not necessarily take point on, but yeah, I mean, I can <clears throat> I can lead into that with a with a sort of a question of um, honestly because I'm not perfect with this, um, but how you know do we each have um, good practices, healthy ways of um, dealing in situations where we've got somebody who is, you know, maybe doing the minimum to try to keep up or, um, does the right thing and then falls back and says, I'm sorry, 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 and then tries to do the right thing again, but then quietly falls back and, and you're having trouble trusting their sincerity and other people are having trust, trouble trusting their behavior and feeling safe around them. Does anybody have, you know... Good ideas for how to cope with that? See, it's really hard because sometimes um, the apologies and the falling backward and whatnot are done in good faith, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're done in bad faith. Like, I don't want to bring up someone who literally did that mm-hmm. in bad faith. That's not mm-hmm. part of the tabletop role-playing community, but is part of the trans community, sort mm-hmm. of. Um, yeah. And you all know what I'm talking about. Um, yes, I think I'm not 100% sure who you're talking yeah. about. Um, the initials are NW. Um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, and, and th- that's an issue. It's an issue if mm-hmm. someone is pretending to put in the work. 
yeah pretending to do all that just to shut people up mm-hmm. um and that's kind of what i'm worried about in our specific case as well but i don't mm-hmm. know yeah um, i do know i know lots of people at watsi who are really fine people mm-hmm. but yeah I've never met Mike Merle, so I, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, some of it, it gets complicated when you've got a company because, honestly, companies themselves don't, by and large, have a moral culture per se. Um, <sighs> except, except some of them... Really oh yeah, no. Some of them. Some of them. Once they get rotten, they get really, really rotten. No, no. That's that's not what I was going to oh, say. Okay. Some of them claim claim to have a moral. Um, mm-hmm. Like, was of the coast, in fact. Mm-hmm. It's been part of their, the inclusion, the safe space, the blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 is very much part of their, supposed to be part of their corporate ethos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is why this last year when this all went down, it felt so, so horrible to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a yeah. lot of role playing co- companies claim to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and some of it is also, the the folks doing the design are not necessarily the folks doing the management. Um, True. So the folks doing the design can be sitting there going, I'm going to do inclusion and all this other stuff, and the other people can be like, well, at my golf game last week. Yeah, um, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, the, th- the other thing to remember, of course, is that these, these companies are companies, and some of them mm-hmm. are fantastic, and some of them are toxic as hell. Um, and I'm not going to mention uh, any names there, but there are two companies that I can think of in the area that fit both mm-hmm. both environments. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I'll tell you, so kind of where I'm coming from this, this reminds me an awful lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. When you'd have a kid who, okay, they're misbehaving, they're, they're doing awful things to their peers. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and, and, and you call them on it, as you rightfully should. You, you need to talk to that kid. You'd be like, mm-hmm. what you're doing isn't okay. We've got to find a way to fix this. Mm-hmm. And you talk to them, and nine times out of ten, the kid is going to say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, and also, this is an imperfect analogy because kids, of course, are still already and growing. Um, but so you talk to them, and they're and and you work with them, and you 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 show them how their behavior affects others. And you know, ideally, you're going to you they're going to be better. But you know, sometimes you just have you just have Someone who's like, well, you know, okay, they're they're saying they're trying, but they're just giving lip service. Mm-hmm. I and I, I feel like I feel like in the RPG community, a lot of times we get lip service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe not even in the RPG community, like in the nerd community in general. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, like. Like okay, like so, like one of my favorite um, content producers is Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. uh, the folks who make Red vs. Blue, Ruby, mm-hmm. Achievement Hunter, Funhouse, what have you. One of their arms is a is a channel called Death Battle. Mm-hmm. 
two fictional characters, they analyze their powers and abilities, and then they battle to the death. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and on this week's episode, it was Danny Phantom versus uh, Jake Long, American Dragon. <laughs> two <Wow>. awesome cartoon <laughs> shows. Mm-hmm. But That's pretty awesome. <laughs> you know who they had on their podcast? Which uh, Okay. The the guy who created Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fairly Odd Parents. And a slew of others. Mm-hmm. Who's incredibly homophobic and transphobic? I yeah. did not know that. Oh yeah, he's pretty awful. With with all the, with all the girl Timmy episodes. Yes. Wow. It's it's kind of amazing sometimes how someone can have all the pieces but not realize that what they're holding is a fucking jigsaw puzzle. Mm. And I uh, and I think with like this this, this situation with with the Mike Merrill situation with a lot of others, I think what it comes down to is kind of a lack of empathy. Mm. Like I'm. I mean, the problem is that it's, well, okay, first of all, it's that us, it, it, for some people, um, some things trump other things. I, he's ruined a perfectly good word. I know. But, no, using it in the bridge context, some things trump other things. For example, mm. um, you know, uh, they're, they're a nerd podcast. They want to... Uh, have um, a cool guest on, so they're going to have the creator of Blah on. Oh, he's homophobic? Um, yeah, but he was the creator of Blah. I mean, he's an important guy. You know, I mean, mm. it's like, um, you know, we're doing a cool thing with voice actors. Let's have Jim Cumming on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and or, or a situation in the trans community that happened um, last month where a, someone very, very uh, important to a lot of uh, trans people, um, but someone is um, older. Well, I don't know if they're older or not. I don't think they're older than you and me, friend. But mm. um, older than the you know millennial, um, say, um, you know, uh, was very you know was very effusive in defending um, a. Um, horrible, 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 horrible trans person who is very anti-non-binary and very trans and things like mm-hmm. that, but was a pioneer and was one of the first people that this this uh, musician had seen who was out mm-hmm. and trans and was yeah. amazing at mm-hmm. it as a pioneer, although yeah. he later be- has become toxic as shit. And so mm-hmm. people have people have the um, filters that they see things through, and um, your average nerd guy isn't going to see uh, Hartman as uh, a um, a transphobic, homophobic asshole. He's going to see them as, and yes, I'm going to say he because let's be honest, he's going to see them as um, the creator of Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents. That's really cool, um, and. Yes, that's a problem. It's a, it's an abs- it's absolutely a problem. But 
you know, I mean, it's like all the guy, all the people defending the altered carbon person, mm. the altered carbon, and things like oh. that. It's like, yeah, I, he, you know what I'm saying? Am I yeah. making any sense at all? <laughs> it's no, it's absolutely true. It's like people, people aren't willing to hold creators and people accountable when they do when they, when they have bad actions. Well, it's 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 a filter too. It's like yeah. a perspective filter. Yeah, it's like a perspective. It's like a perception filter, like on Doctor Who. They're not mm. seeing it. You know, I mean, it's like all the people who think uh, Ellen DeGeneres is a wonderful, kind, happy, go lucky person, and yeah. don't see a lot of the thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a perception filter. Well, I she mean- is, but in addition. <laughs> She, she is. is unless, unless you work for. Um, oh yeah, I was, I was actually reading. I was reading. Um, or criticized her at all. <sighs> Sorry, go ahead, Liz. She seems like the kind of person who, like, you shouldn't look directly into the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame because I loved her stand-up so, so mm-hmm. much. I, I don't know. Anyway, but, I mean, do you see what I mean about the, the whole idea of the perception filter? Yes. I think I think I get I think I get what you're going for. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I mean, and, and some of it comes down to the whole, um, the whole um, horrible, horrible excuse that's not an excuse of, well, they were always nice to me. Mm-hmm. Which... Again, you can we can go take this back to the Mike Merle situation as well, because um, you know when Zach liked you, you felt like apparently you felt like the most important person in his world, and once you lost that, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> there's there's lots and lots of chunks around this. I mean, I. Some of it is probably a you know a bit of a perception filter. Some of it is um, the difficulty of extracting yourself from the equation um, mm-hmm. and being able to go. I have been nice to a person who was a giant dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, uh, <coughs> there is a there is a person I know who turned out to be kind of a horrible pedophile. I had no idea, no indication whatsoever. Um, I, I, I can't think of a single time when I could possibly have made the connection. Um, but at the same time, my brain, when I first found this out, just kind of kept going around and around and around and around, like a terrier listening to something behind the wall, going, what the, f- how, but, but then, no, because, but what, what, and and trying to pull that out by the roots was really hard. Mm. Um, I I I have this with certain members of my own family where I I there are things about them, and I'm I I spend a lot of time trying to analyze how much of this is them being destructive and how much of this is them being destroyed. And the upshot is that it doesn't matter in practice in terms of, well, I'm going to stop you from doing the thing that you're doing. But 
in um, in principle and in specifically how I plan to go about stopping the bad thing from happening, it does make a difference. Um, and yeah, it goes back to what Liz was talking about, which is you you have to at at some point you do have to kind of go to your gut and say, is this somebody who there's help for? Is there somebody that that I think really does actually want different? Um, and you have to kind of push through that and say, all right, I'm going to stop the immediate harm. That's the first thing. Um, that's always the first place you go is the, you know, you, you, you stop the thing that's actually doing the damage. And then you do damage control afterwards. But um, you, it, it, it is, there are definitely times when I think it's worth going back and looking at somebody and going, look, I'm going to give you a chance. You're not going to get a chance to do more damage. Um, but uh, if, you, if this is something that you really want to work on, if this is something that really makes you sad, I am willing to take the lumps of being involved with you socially while you were in the process of trying to work this out. Mm. I mean, there, there are some people who you look at and it, they're not worth that work. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, rehabilitation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not even, not even rehabilitation, um, but change, mm. I think is a better word for it. Um, cause it's not, it's not necessarily, you know, I have committed a crime and I have to go out now and, and pay for it. It's look, you did a fucked up thing. I don't know if you can pay for it. You, you really profoundly hurt somebody. There have been times when I've hurt people and I've been like, I want to apologize, but I, I can't. I, they, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. And so the, the thing that I can give them is my absence. And so... Um, yeah. I think we've all been through something like that. Yeah. And so it's more about... Um, can I, like, rehabilitation happens after change. Rehabilitation is, I have changed. Here is how. Now I would like to start finding my way back into the things that I've done before. And what we usually seem to get is the reverse of that, which is, well, but they're nice, and we're sure they're going to change, so let's start rehabilitating them now. And that's like, what I was afraid was going on, was, was yeah. planning on going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I think a lot of it is being able to sort of hold both things at once mm. in your mind and go, this is the terrible thing you did. These are the awesome things you did. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, and there's a balancing act, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, if the balance is, is far, far, far on the terrible side, then maybe mm. it's not worth um I mean, I can think of several people mm. in my mind yeah. to me that fit that in that section, mm -hmm. and a lot of those people are the people like um, Butch Hartman, like um, like Liz. Mm. You were saying, mm -hmm. yeah. You still there, Liz? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm listening. I'm sorry. I like it's I was, okay. I was just thinking it was like it's like I'm tired of this happening. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Um, this seems to keep happening, and I'm tired 
I, I don't know. Maybe this is my, like I said, it was a lack of empathy. Maybe this is mm-hmm. my empathy going away. I don't, I hope not. No, I don't think but so. Just, well, no, because like I said, there's, there comes a point with, with someone where you have to say, um, we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, I, and I'm not just talking about a friend. I'm talking about, you know, dealing, mm-hmm. you know, with the famous people, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, there, there is no rehabilitating, uh, I, I shouldn't mention any names. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody can think of yeah. celebrities where it's like, no, you're just done. You don't mm-hmm. get the opportunity to even try. Um, or if you do, you're going to have to do something really impressive before I'm even going to want to look at the article to see it, because you've got such a deep hole to dig out of that I just can't imagine it. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just tired of it happening. Yeah. I really think it's like, okay, you did this, great. I don't care anymore. Even if you mm-hmm. get better, it's like literally you're saying it's like it's going to take a lot for me to care. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. The onus is not on you. Yeah. The onus is never on mm-hmm. the um, um. Let's call it the injured party. Yeah. Even if, if the, even if you're an injured by the onus is on the other person to put in the work if they yeah. want to. If they want to try to win you back, as it were, uh-huh. they need to put in the work. Yep. And I think, I think that's a good note to end on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what are you? What are your shout outs? What, what are we digging this week, Cassie? Uh, what are you into? Yeah. So, uh, what I'm into is not something that that is available to um, most other people. Uh, it is available to me because I'm crazy. Um, I know I shouldn't use that word, but let's be perfectly frank. What um, about ridiculous? I'm ridiculous. Yes, I am. I am, in fact, ridiculous. Um, so, I, what happens just about every time, every year at some point, especially if I'm home for a prolonged period of time, is I do what's called a Legion reread. Um I have a complete collection, uh, actually, I think it's almost complete collection of the original Legion of Superheroes, um, and uh, every now and then I pull out um, some, uh, you know, starting at, an, uh, at, at a, uh, one point and ending at another point in that collection. So um, I knew it was inevitable that it was going to happen this time. Um, and I have started. I, I have started, I decided to start in 1971 and read through the 70s, um, which is a lot of comics, but I'm going to be mm-hmm. home for the next, you know, six and a half months. So, um, mm-hmm. so I started in Superboy in 1971, and actually earlier today, I read uh, the issue of Superboy that was on the, um, on the newsstands um uh, on the month and the day that I was born. <laughs> so all of my previous Legion reading had been uh, older than me, and now every story will be younger than me. Um, <laughs> so I'm really glad you didn't pause when you said 
Legion reread, or before you said Legion reread? Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest, the first thing that came into my mind when you said do something that happens when you're home alone... Oh, boy. ...was lay eggs. I don't know why. That's not a comment about you. That's just immediately the first phrase that popped into my head. I'm not physically capable of laying eggs, but that's fascinating. Oh, and this is this is the Legion of Superheroes, by the way. The Legion of Superheroes started in uh, good old 1958. Um, sometimes I read the 60s. Sometimes I read, but most often I read the 80s because um, that was you know the golden age of the Legion for me. And every now and then I crack into the 90s with uh, Volume Four. Um, but yes, I, I am I am reading Superboy, and it, and the title will soon change to Superboy: The Legion of Superheroes. Mm. As the Legion gradually took over and kicked Superboy out of his own title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, I just started that um, a few days ago. And uh, but then again, we we only recorded our last episode a few days ago. So Mm -hmm. that that is that is the only thing that I have done since uh, that that's new and fun since the last time we uh, we recorded an episode. Yeah, let's see. Um, <clears throat> I I am definitely enjoying the new Murderbot novel. Um, haven't had a chance to get too much further in that, but it's just it it continues to be glorious. And Martha Wells is a fantastic writer. Um, I'm still enjoying uh, Far Cry Four. Uh, it's starting to smack me around a little bit harder. Um, and uh, the other thing that I did recently was I um, I was hunting around on for a new audiobook to listen to, and I ran back into Tim Powers' fantastic, and this is relevant to Liz's interests, uh, Weird War Weird War slash Spy Story Declare, which is um, it's a kind of mythos-inspired or mythos-adjacent take on um, on uh, World War II and Cold War uh, spies and spycraft, featuring um, some really interesting speculations about what Kim Philby, the famous British spy, was really up to. Um, and it is just spooky as all get out and full of really interesting characters and dripping with lore and info dumps and um, in a lot of ways not necessarily the way that one should write such things except that Tim Powers is obviously writing for the kind of people who don't mind getting these giant walls of interesting Mm -hmm. text and um, it's it's really really fun uh complicated stuff full of not just good creepy uh horror and fantasy but also really intensely solid spy craft so what can you actually can you tell me what was what was the title and author again the the author is tim powers whose stuff is all well worth reading and the title specifically is declare yeah, Tim Powers runs really hot or cold with me, I found. Mm. Um, hmm. Like, I love the Anubis Gates, and I hated, la- uh, was it Last Call? Last Call? Hmm. Yeah, I absolutely okay. couldn't stand that. I don't know why. Mm. Um, yeah. But, but, so, I mean, 
I'm always hesitant because I don't know mm-hmm. which Tim Powers I'm going to get. But that yeah. sounds closer to the Anubis Gate, so that sounds a yeah. lot more fun. Well, worst coming, worst coming to worst, it is available from uh, our local library and probably available from everybody else's. But mm. um, I, I hesitate to say for certain, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely out there. It's been around for a long time. And uh, if you're, you know, a spying nerd and a history nerd and especially a British history. So um, what you're saying is I should give it a try. I, I, I would recommend it. it. It's um, it it delves a lot into what uh, the great game actually means and mm. what role Kim Philby played in it. Uh, Kim and, Philby's a fascinating figure. Oh um, yeah, no, and and he comes across. He's a really interesting and challenging character in this. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I. I used to love um, Le Carre's um, Spy Who Came From the Cold mm-hmm. and the Smiley books. Mm-hmm. So this, yep. sounds, this sounds surprisingly up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it spans a uh, time period from uh, the 1930s all the way through the 1960s, which yeah, is that, like peak British spycraft time. Yep. And, and that's, I mean, Kim Philby's starting in the yeah. late 30s and going, mm-hmm. getting caught in the 60s. Yep. So. And the 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 Lovecraftian weird magical background and everything is really really interesting and engaging. Huh. And um, uh, I I believe it was our Lovecraft obsessed friend who actually turned me on to this. So, uh, really? but yeah, mm-hmm. this was quite a while back. But uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's really good and. Um, and right before I finished it, it had to go back to the library. So I was oh. sort of like, Ach-ay. I mean, I've 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 listened through it before, so I know oh. how it turns out. But okay. um, but still, like, I, uh, so I may go out and just buy the audiobook because it would be mm. worth it. Okay. Yeah, presumably I just downloaded it. As a, presumably, it's available as a print book as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to look into whether my library, because we're in a different library system, uh, whether my library system is an app, and find my library card. I'd be amazed if, I'd be amazed if your library system did not have an app, because there are several centralized ones now that make it... Well, yeah, I mean, I I know, I know how, um, how these check out, I I know way more about this than I, than I want to (laughs) do. Because I looked into it a number of years ago for our for my college library, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. it is expensive as hell. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. so so Liz, what's uh, what's up with you? Yeah. So I think my particular thing uh, I'm enjoying. Uh, I have I have two. My first one is the picture of the woman who decided to wear nothing but masks except on her face to go to the store. Oh, because that's the hellscape we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can hear Jess upstairs cackling. <laughs> um, the and then my actual answer is um, probably Voltron, mm. and not just the, the new Voltron, which I guess is over. So now the old Voltron, the new oh. old Voltron, Ultron. Old mm-hmm. Tron. I don't know. 
but either way, I, um, I've been watching that with my date mate Kay, and it's been, it's really good. Um, it doesn't get really, really good until about season three, and then it just hits the ground running. It's incredible. Um, it's got giant robots. It's got magic. It's got uh, some queer rep. Uh, not a lot. Not as much as She-Ra. But She-Ra doesn't yep. have giant robots. Yep. Does not have mecha. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they've got robots. Just they're not yeah, but they're not giant. Yeah, yeah they, they, and they, they can Yeah, they, they have, have some large robots. Swords. Yeah. Mm. Um, that, that, that is true. I've been, uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't even know what season I'm on, but I've also been reading the comics. Mm. Oh. They're really good comics. Uh, like, the art is amazing. It just jumps off the page at you. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. So, shout out to Kay for turning me on to Voltron. Shout out to Kay for just sounding re- like a really cool mm-hmm. person. Yep. Uh, also, shout out, you know what, shout out to Ikea today mm. for, for their dope pickup procedure. Keeping keeping people safe. Them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not really the Ikea experience unless you get lost trying to figure out where you are in the parking lot, but... No, no, that, I, I, I enjoyed not doing that part. <laughs> there, there, um, there have been some really, really fantastic and innovative uh, pickup stuff. Like, um, uh-huh. I think I told you guys about the um, the farmer's market that, that uh, Rebecca and I went to, mm. where you, uh-huh. you yeah. order ahead of time, and then you just drive through to, um, uh, to and stop at tents, and they hand uh-huh. you stuff into the... Uh, which is, by the way, how we did uh, equipment distribution at the college that uh, mm. I work students. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I, it's nice to see places adjusting, and I really hope some of it doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just because it's a good idea. It's, these are good ideas, even mm-hmm. after things are under control, assuming. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have one more, actually. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, this is a shout out to something Fran told me about that I'm sort of becoming obsessed with. Ah. Jurassic Park Trespasser. <laughs> oh God, no! It's okay. Okay, I'm. I've been if you watching... say good, I am hanging up. <laughs> no, no, no! It's terrible. But I've been watching some let's plays, and it's uh-huh. entertaining. Oh, it really is. It's. It's how do you take all of the best, most advanced technology in the world and fuck it up? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do level of detail badly. We're gonna do physics badly. <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do no UI badly. Yeah. That sounds truly awful. <laughs> so it's... I think that's all I have. So okay. Cassie, what are your pluggables? Ah, uh, well, I mean, I still have this uh, lovely SoundCloud, um, uh, Cassandra Miller, no spaces, uh, capital C, capital M. But I haven't put anything new up there at this point, because, um, again, it's only been a few days since our last time. 
Uh, oh, do you have you any send me questions? a link to that? I forgot to put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, um, sure. I don't think it's okay. I mean, it's not really a big deal. I just have a couple of things there. We're gonna, um, no, I'm going to shout you from the absolute mountaintops. Oh, God. <laughs> and by that, I mean the internet. But close enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, and do I have any other pluggables? I don't think so. But you, you can find me on Twitter at Tip Transform because I thought that was clever uh, two years and two weeks or so ago. It is clever. No, thank you. Wait, how is it clever? Tip Transform. Have you ever have you ever read um, the Land of the Marvelous Land of Oz, the second Oz book? No. Okay, so Tip is a little is a young boy who lives with the rich Mombi, and he's the protagonist of the book. And we get to the final, very end, where he's they go on a quest to try and find the true queen of um, Oz because the Scarecrow is doing really badly. Um, and it turns out that the true queen of Oz, as a baby, when the wizard came in, was um, smuggled out and hidden given to a witch to hide, and the witch turned her into a little boy, a little boy baby. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Tip is like, it's me? And, and the good witch is like, well, yeah. And Tip, Tip is like, if, if I transform and I don't like it, can I go back? And, and then Tip gets transformed and becomes Queen Ozma of Oz. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who is quite happy with her lot in life. Yes, she is, yeah. and, sh- and she is beautiful. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. my Twitter icon. If you look at it, it's um, it's uh, McNeil's um, drawing of Ozma right after the transformation. Oh! <laughs> we have known each other for a f- more than a year. About a year and a half, yeah. And I have never <laughs> thought to ask that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. All right, so I'm hiding. I'm sorry. Oh, it's whatever. Okay. It's okay. So, Fran, um, let's do your pluggables. Let's keep going. Uh, let's yeah. keep it going. So, um, first of all, I co-wrote a uh, novel with my lovely wife called Vigilant Through Shadows Ooh. and Dreams, book one. Sarah Stewart. Um, and uh, you can find that book, which is set in the fantastic Scarred Lands D&D setting, um, uh, anywhere that fine ebooks are sold, and you can get a print-on-demand copy of it from uh, Drive Through Fiction. Also on Drive Through, you can find our Scarred Lands calendar and a module set in the Scarred Lands and loosely tied to our novel, which the subtitle is "Oh Boy, What a Bloody Ordeal," which involves a bunch of vigilance and uh, not. In an insufficient amount of boat and the blood sea and if you want to learn more you should probably go there and find out and uh, if you want to meet me and get to hang out and jam I'm usually on Twitter at Ronalyn Valor and you can usually find me wherever else I am just by looking for Fran or Francis Stewart and you can find me in your backyard playing with your dog anytime uh, Liz <laughs> Any- um, you can also find me on Twitter at little underscore Lizzie 22. And, and where can we find us? Well, uh, in addition to in your ear holes, you can find <laughs> us at, um, on Twitter 
uh, at transmissions. Now listen to how I spelled it. Because I spelled it wrong. <laughs> we are at T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-T-I-O-N-S. Or just we, check the show notes. That's right. And we are on Facebook at, at uh, Tabletop Transmissions, where we've been getting a lot of views lately, which is interesting because we haven't been putting out a lot of episodes. So I don't know how that works. Um, we are on uh, iTunes and Podbean Native, and we are probably on your um podcast um color whatever the hell they call them catcher uh, catcher thank you mm-hmm. um and if you listen to us on itunes if you could possibly uh leave some kind of star uh review just to help us with the algorithm and and at any of those places you can leave us comments you can leave us questions you can leave us complaints was the first half hour of this show way too digressy for you because it was pretty digressy let us know <laughs> did you love the digression let us know let us know how you're feeling about the show let us know if you have any questions you'd like us to uh to to talk about because we are down with that um let us let know us if you have know, any complaints yeah let us know if you want us to switch to a video format where we use our pets as puppets <laughs> Um, more difficult for me than you two. You I know, it's, It'll work. It's, it's, it's a lot easier to put point a camera at a hedgehog and then just loop the film than it is uh, for me to point a camera at my dog, I think, somehow. My dog does not like cameras. <laughs> and on that note, folks, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye, Bye, everybody.